Allow up, our friends. It's the seventh day of will, the year 175 of the body calendar, October 3rd, 2018. Um, today's reading is from Gleanings from the Writings of Baha'u'llah. Begins on page 155 and goes through page 158. And now concerning thy question regarding the soul of man and its survival after death. Know thou the truth that the soul after its separation from the body will continue to progress until it attaineth the presence of God, in a state and condition which neither the revolution of ages and centuries nor the changes and chances of this world can alter. It will endure as long as the kingdom of God, his sovereignty, his dominion, and power will endure. It will manifest the signs of God and his attributes and will, will reveal his loving kindness and bounty. The movement of my pen is stilled when it attempteth to befittingly describe the loftiness and glory of so exalted a station. The honor with which the hand of mercy will invest the soul is such as no tongue can adequately reveal, nor any other earthly agency describe. Blessed is the soul which at the hour of its separation from the body is sanctified from the vain imaginings of the peoples of the world. Such a soul liveth and moveth in accordance with the will of its Creator, and entereth the all-highest paradise. The maids of heaven, inmates of the loftiest mansions, will circle around it, and the prophets of God and his chosen ones will seek its companionship. With them that soul will freely converse, and will recount unto them that which it has been made to endure in the path of God, the Lord of all worlds. If any man be told that which hath been ordained for such a soul in the worlds of God, the Lord of the throne on high and of earth below, his whole being will instantly blaze out in his great longing to attain that most exalted, that sanctified and resplendent station. The nature of the soul after death can never be described, nor is it meet and permissible to reveal its whole character to the eyes of men. The prophets and messengers of God have been sent down for the sole purpose of guiding mankind to the straight path of truth. The purpose underlying the revelation have been to educate all men that they may, at the hour of death, ascend in the utmost purity and sanctity and with absolute detachment to the throne of the Most High. The light which these souls radiate is responsible for the progress of the world and the advancement of its peoples. They are like unto leaven, which leaveneth the world of being, and constitute the animating force through which the arts and wonders of the world are made manifest. Through them the clouds rain their bounty upon men, and the earth springeth forth its fruits. All things must needs have a cause, a motive power, and animating principle. These souls and symbols of detachment have provided and will continue to provide the supreme moving impulse in the world of being. The world beyond is as different from this world as this world is different from that of the child while still in the womb of its mother. When the soul attaineth the presence of God, it will assume the form that best befitteth its immortality and is worthy of its celestial habitation. Such an existence is a contingent and not an absolute existence. Inasmuch as the former is preceded by a cause, whilst the latter is independent thereof. Absolute existence is strictly confined to God, exalted be his glory. Well is it with them that apprehend this truth. 
wert thou to ponder in thine heart the behavior of the prophets of God that was to surely and readily testify that there must needs be other worlds beside this world. The majority of the truly wise and learned have throughout the ages, as it has been recorded by the pen of glory in the tablet of wisdom, borne witness to the truth of that which the holy writ of God hath revealed. Even the materialists have testified in their writings to the wisdom of these divinely appointed messengers, and have regarded the references made by the prophets to paradise, to hellfire, to future reward and punishment, to have been actuated by a desire to educate and uplift the souls of men. Consider, therefore, how the generality of mankind, whatever their beliefs or theories, have recognized the excellence and admitted the superiority of these prophets of God. These gems of detachment are acclaimed by some as the embodiments of wisdom, while others believe them to be the mouthpiece of God himself. How could such souls have consented to surrender themselves unto their enemies if they believed all the worlds of God to have been reduced to this earthly life? Would they have willingly suffered such afflictions and torments as no man hath ever experienced or witnessed? All right, I'm going to read our hidden word for the day from the hidden words of Baha'u'llah, the Arabic. We are on the eighth hidden word. O son of spirit, there is no peace for thee save by renouncing thyself and turning unto me. For it behooveth thee to glory in my name, not in thine own, to put thy trust in me and not in thyself since I desire to be loved alone and above all that is. I'm going to close today with a prayer from the Baha'i Prayer Book, written by the Bab, on page 55. O Lord, unto thee I repair for refuge, and toward all thy signs I set my heart. O Lord, whether traveling or at home, and in my occupation or in my work, I place my whole trust in thee. Grant me then thy sufficing help, so as to make me independent of all things, O thou who art unsurpassed in thy mercy. Bestow upon me my portion, O Lord, as thou pleasest, and cause me to be satisfied with whatsoever thou hast ordained for me. Thine is the absolute authority to command. It's possible that I've read that prayer before for you. Um, but it's one of my favorites. So thank you for joining me today at Scattering Angels. I will be back on the air on Friday. And I hope you guys have a beautiful day. Thank you.